If you have your Bibles for a few moments tonight, I want to direct you to the book of Hebrews chapter 6, and it will be our last in this series. I don't want to wear something out, but I have been challenged by what I have found in the book of Hebrews. And I want to go to the sixth chapter and read the first three verses. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse number 1. He said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith and of faith toward God and of the doctrines of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permit. And I'm going to read that from the Amplified Bible, kind of enlarge. It says, therefore, let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teaching and the doctrine of Christ, advancing steadily toward the completeness and perfection that belong to spiritual maturity. Let us not again be laying the foundation of repentance and abandonment of dead works and of the, of the faith by which you have turned to God with teachings about purifying the laying on of the hands, the resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment and punishment. These are all matters of which you should have been fully aware long, long ago. And if indeed God permits, we will now proceed to advance in teaching. And everybody said, Amen. We're going to finish up our series tonight about the choices of champions or the choices of an overcomer. You may be seated. Over the last few weeks, we have looked at several portions of Hebrews that I believe have a great message for all of us if we are interested in living as an overcomer. And I would hope that somehow something has been triggered in your mind that when you go to the Word of God and you come across these two words, let us, that you will stop, pause for a moment, and realize that you are encountering a great spiritual principle. And it's something that is worthy of your consideration, and it is certainly God's will that we would incorporate those things into our life. Let us is a statement of decision and choice. It's something that I need to do. It's essential 
that I do these things if I am to be an overcomer. The decisions that we make on a daily basis, they either set us up for success or they doom us to failure or mediocrity. And this is something that I've learned in just trying to live life is that success and victory is not a gift, but it is a decision. It's not something that you are handed on a silver platter, but it's something that you work toward. And in doing so, you enjoy the fruit of that labor. Aren't you glad tonight that life is not signed, sealed, delivered, and you have no choice in the outcome? We didn't get to choose where we came into this world, and we didn't get to choose who our parents were. But there's one thing I know for sure. I can have a choice in how I end this thing, and I want to do my best to make the best of that opportunity. And tonight, I want to explore another choice. And it may seem strange, but it is in fact a choice that you and I have to make. And that choice is whether we are going to grow or not. Unlike natural growth, spiritual growth is not automatic and it is not guaranteed. There are certain things that must be involved in the process of our spiritual journey that actually move us from point A to point B and into deeper depths and understanding of God. But uh, but write this down in your notes or in your mind that spiritual growth is not automatic. It's a choice that you and I make. I choose to grow. Or I choose to stay as I am. And growth is not always easy. As a matter of fact, it very seldom is easy. But it is possible. And it is worthwhile. It does come with a price. But it's worth the price that you pay. In studying over the last few weeks this particular verse, I have come to realize more and more that growth It's not a destination, but it is a journey. It is a continual process. When you study organisms, you find out that every living organism goes through cycles of growth over and over and over and over as it matures and goes through its process of Growth the way God designed it to be. And even your own body and my own body is continually going through this cycle of renewing itself. Your skin, there's a part of it that dies every day. And there's blood vessels, blood cells that are renewed on a daily basis. If it were not so, you and I would have died a long time ago. But God put in our makeup as a person, as a natural person, that ability to renew itself. But spiritually, that's something that has to be cultivated. You have to want to grow. You have to desire to advance. 
Growth, again, is not a competitive event. We're not in competition with one another to see who can grow at the fastest rate or who can mature at the strongest trend. But with God, and as it is even in natural life, the trend should always be forward and not backward. Amen. And our scripture evidences that, that we leave some things, but we go on in the right direction. It is the will of God that you and I grow. And if we do not grow spiritually, and I think I can prove to you that just because you have had the Holy Ghost for 40 years does not mean that you have grown 40 years in God. Amen. Paul said, you know what? I need to be giving you meat. You ought to have grown up enough. There should have been enough development in you. But I'm still having to give you the bottle. Something is wrong with this picture. Amen. So growth is something that I need to be aware of at all times. And God is interested in me growing. But it's obvious that it is not an automatic thing. Ephesians 4, uh, 11 through 15 talks about God giving us apostles and preachers and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and all of those things for the perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man or a mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love, We may grow up into him in A-L-L, all things. Amen. All things. Everybody say all things. God wants you to grow in many different ways. Amen. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 and 2 said, Wherefore laying aside all malice, and all guile, and hypocrisy, and envies, and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. First Peter chapter 3, verse number 18 says, But grow in grace, and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. First Corinthians 3 and verse 1, he said, And brethren, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Maybe there's a link there we need to get a hold of tonight that perhaps the reason that we are not growing is because we're still too carnal. We're still too influenced by our flesh. 
And Paul said, I'm not able to feed you properly because you're still carnal. You're being led by the will of your flesh, not the will of the Spirit. He said, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it. Neither yet now are you able. For you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Paulus, are you not carnal? You are judging yourself by the wrong set of standards. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, Paul said, when I was a child. Everybody say, when I was a child. Use the past tense in that one. When I was a child. I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, according to our text, growth involves three things, basically. Number one is leaving. Everybody say leaving. That means moving away from, separating, departing, ceasing, saying goodbye, parting, letting go, exodus, to change positions, distancing yourself, repositioning yourself. That's what the word leave Means that we are moving away from certain things. There are certain characteristics and there are certain traits and there are certain evidences in our life that they, they are not evidence of the spirit, but they are evidence of too much flesh. And he said, you need to leave things. You need to walk away. You need to let go. Now, in here he was talking about the the beginning doctrine, that that's the start, but that's not where you stay. You don't linger there forever, but you take that and you use it as a foundation to build your spiritual life on. But the point is, there is something you have to move away from to become Everything that God wants you to be. You've got to be able to hear the word of God in more than just a simplistic form. And there needs to be something that stimulates in you a desire for more of that. Everybody say, it's time for me to grow up. Oh, yeah. Don't say that to your neighbor. Say it to yourself. It's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to progress and and develop and ripen and improve. The second thing that is indicated in our text, that growth involves breaking cycles. He said you keep going around the same teachings over and over and over again. And it's important that you and I, if we're going to grow, that we understand that there are cycles that have to be broken in our life. That you can't keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again and really be growing. Some people think just because they come to church all the time, they're growing. Not a wrong 
I'm going to tell you what the real indicator is in a minute. I'm just trying to lay a foundation. But growth involves breaking a cycle. Stop repeating the sequence of events that led to you coming back to the same point. Why? Because I'm not getting into the Word. I'm not learning more about Him than just Acts 2.38. Folks, I have news for you. That's been our candy stick for a long time, but that's just the door. Why don't you come on in the house and experience all the rest of what that will produce in your life and what God wants to give you because of that avenue through which He's able to work. The third thing is there is a going on, and it speaks of progress. But movement does not signify progress. There's a lot of movement in life, but that doesn't always mean we're, we're progressing. You couldn't live without certain movements, wind and air and seasons, but it is only beneficial if I am moving in the right direction. Amen. Moving toward a deeper understanding, moving toward a deeper relationship, moving toward a greater revelation of his word and his truth, then I can say that I have truly grown in the Lord. When I was studying, I thought, well, how, how do doctors, how, how do doctors chart growth of a child? And there's a ton of information that's available, but there are certain principles that came through clearly in everything that I read. And this is interesting because I believe it has spiritual application. But growth charts are very important in following the development of a child. And if there is not growth, if it doesn't fit within the criteria of that age or that time, then the doctors are concerned if there's maybe a medical reason or a physiological problem or whatever it may be. And so they want to address that so they can help that child to grow. But the, in the first two to three years of a child's growth chart, the number one thing that they measure is the head. And how the head is developing. Because that's indicative of what is going on with the brain. And it doesn't matter if you've got full body functions everywhere else, but you've got a dysfunctional brain, you're never going to grow up to be what God intended for you to be. So the first place we need to check in our spiritual growth is in our mind, our thought life, our word. How much consumption of the word is the only word you get, the word that I read to you on Sunday morning? If that's all you're getting, you are malnourished tonight. There should be a daily, a, there should be a habitual part of your life that takes you back to the Word because that Word is His will. That Word is His mind. If you want to know more about God, read His Word. 
You say, I don't understand it. Don't give me that. There's a hundred different translations that can break it down in a vernacular that we can understand. The point is, there's some way for me to read it where I can understand it. And in understanding, it will help me to begin to grow into the man or the woman that God wants me to be. And if there is not proper development of the brain... That is crucial to every other aspect of growth in a child. Now, they they measure their weight, and they measure their height, and those are important because according to what one doctor said, they they look at those elements of body mass so that they they can make judgment on what they call proportionality. That if you're gaining too much weight for your height or you're not gaining enough weight for your height, then it's indicative that there could possibly be something wrong. And so they want to look at that, how proportional your growth is. Paul talked about it like this, that we live a balanced life. That we learn how to live a life where we are not all one thing or another, but there is a, there's a proportionality in, in our spiritual journey. Amen. They focus on nutrition. What is, what's a child eating and what are they feeding themselves on and what are they consuming because all of that contributes to their growth. And there, this is something that one doctor said. He is not so cared about the amount of growth, but the direction of the growth. Amen. He's not concerned about the amount or how much they're growing, but that they are growing in the right direction. They're growing toward the norms. Amen. So all of that's important. Focus. Uh, they focus on how a child is changing and the and. And then they look for consistency. Everybody say consistency. They want there to be a natural flow to this. That they're not doing something one month and then for the next three months they're on the bottom. They want to see a, it doesn't have to be a great chart or or a great movement of the chart. But it has to be trending in the right direction. And as they get older then they start looking and checking their vision to see if they can see the way they need to see, if they're seen clearly. And then they check their hearing. Whoo! <clears throat> because hearing has to do with communication. If you cannot hear, you lose your ability to clearly communicate. Amen. And so growth is... Checking all of these out. And then they check motor development. Make sure that their arms and legs are working in coordination with their, 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 their rest of their body. Amen. All of that is what they check just to make sure you're growing healthy as a, an, a human being. Now, if they're that concerned about you growing physically, don't you think we need to be concerned about growing spiritually? Man. So what are growth indicators? Let's talk about them real quickly. Growth indicators. 
How do we measure spiritual growth? Well, Peter said, grow in grace. Write down, grow in grace. Now, grace is not what you and I would normally interpret grace to mean there. That, the word that is used there means loveliness, beauty, winsomeness, attractiveness. And it was, in fact, a reflection of Jesus Christ. And so, what Peter is saying to the New Testament church, that you should be growing in resemblance to Him. That He is the image that we're going by, not one another. Well, I'm doing better than he is, or I'm doing better than she is. Well, I pray more, I worship, I'm more faithful than they are. We're not comparing ourselves among ourselves. The thing that we compare ourselves to is his image. And his image is not a, it's not an unattainable thing. It is a very attainable thing if you pursue those things. So am I growing in my likeness to him? Or, as we, we read earlier, are some of these other things continually surfacing in our life? Like guile and malice and hypocrisy and envies and evil speaking. You know, if those things keep showing up, then it's evident that something is not right. I need to get back to the doctor and have him check me out and say, help me, doctor. I need you to help me get on a better growth track than I am. Amen. I I don't have time to go into all that, but let me just move on. Let's, Let's talk about growing in grace. Does my character, does your character... Resemble him more and more? Does my spirit or my temperament, is it becoming more a reflection of what I read of him, of love and peace and joy and kindness and compassion and mercy and love? Are those the things that are, I'm not, trying to beat you up because it's beating me up too. But those are the things that we measure our life by. Not if we give enough money. Money's money's not the indicator. It's in my character. It's in my spirit. So am I growing in grace? Number two, am I growing in knowledge? And that word means understanding of Jesus. Now, this is what you have to ask yourself. Do I know more today about him than I did yesterday? And am I closer to him today than I was yesterday? If I cannot honestly answer that in the affirmative, 
then I have some growth issues that I need to start looking at. I need to start back at, I need to go back to the book and, and say, God, I need you to help me. Let your spirit be manifest in my life. Let your character be evident in my life. But here, and I'm closing, here is the number one indicator of what really defines spiritual growth in your life and mine. And it's found in James chapter 1, verse number 12 down through verse number 17. He said, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation or endureth testing. For when he is tried... He shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man, everybody say every man, every woman is tempted when he is drawn away of his own Lust and enticed. Amen. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen. And he goes in verse 15, he said, that when lust hath conceived... If it's allowed to have access and free reign in my life, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. So here's, here is the number one indicator. This is how I determine whether or not I am really growing spiritually. And that is how often I conquer my flesh. There are three enemies to your growth. The world, a system that is antithesis to everything that God is and God wants you and I to be. There is the devil who is the deceiver. And he is the slanderer and he is the accuser of the brethren. And then there is the flesh. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. You don't need a devil to be bad. You've mastered that all on your own. So have I. Amen. I don't need the devil. I've got enough flesh that can be contrary to the will of God. By far... My flesh, your flesh, is the greatest battleground that we ever fight on. And the question is, am I winning that more often than I'm losing that? Because that is evidence that I am growing. Amen. Spirituality comes down to this simple thing. 
me conquering my temptations rather than them conquering me. And we're all full of mistakes. We all have flesh. I don't know of any glorified flesh yet. Amen. So get over it. You're not as holy as you think you are. You're not as high as you think you are. You're probably farther ahead than I am. But you had not made it yet. And the fact is, if you'd be honest with me tonight, you would admit tonight that your greatest battle is not with somebody else. It's with yourself. Amen. It's in saying no to things that take you in the wrong direction. It's pushing back on things that try to invade your space. And they're so enticing because the flesh, it's appealing to the flesh. It's attractive. I mean, it's, you know, sin doesn't come at us ugly and vile. And we don't see that side of it until the, the backside of failure. Well, what you see on the front side, you remember the Marlboro man? Man, that big old hunk of a guy sitting on that. Yeah, he, all you get to see is that side just to get you to buy into the lie that this is what will make you a man. It made him a dead man. Yeah. The backside of that was all the cancer that ate his life up and his end was such a miserable end. I'm just telling you that sin never comes to us in an ugly package. It never comes to us in an enticing way. My temptations are always going to be geared to my taste and my likes. If I have a short temper then there's always going to be opportunity for that temper to be tested. Amen. If I have a short fuse, there's always going to be somebody that's going to strike the match. Amen. And the way I can determine whether or not I'm really growing spiritually is how I handle that. I didn't let it get the best of me. I I, I didn't give in to it. I resisted it. Amen. I said no when my flesh was saying yes. I walked away instead of walking to and I, instead of letting my mistake, letting this temptation or this test get the best of me, I got the best of it. Because when I endure testing, he said I'm tried like gold and I'm made better. Blessed is the man that endureth his testing. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to him or to them that love him. The bottom line is, if I want to really know whether I'm growing, I need to be honest about how I'm dealing with my own temptations and my own tests. 
And if I'm not doing too well, I need to humble myself before the Lord and say, God, you've got to help me. I want to win this battle. I want to be an overcomer. I want to defeat. I don't want this thing defeating me. I don't want to go down a loser in this game of life. I want to overcome those weaknesses, those tendencies that lead me in the wrong direction. The the bitterness, the anger, the resentment, the works of the flesh are manifest. He talked about those, and I don't have time to go into all of them. But they're manifest. And when you start seeing those things crop up in your life, you need to get back to an altar and say, God, come on, I need your help. you got to work on me. I've got to get this right. I want to get it right because I want there to be in my life a reflection and a resemblance of you. Amen. I want him to love me even more than I want you to love me. Amen. I want him to be approving that my 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 trend is in the right. I may not grow, be growing as fast as you are, but I'm headed in the right direction. Amen. Quit trying to measure yourself by somebody else and just be the best you you can be. Be the one God made you to be. And quit letting your weaknesses and your tendencies of the flesh sabotage where God is wanting to take you. That's to a better place. Amen. Anybody interested in growing a little more? I've been trying to live for God for 50 plus years. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think I'm further on my journey than I was, but I have to admit that every once in a while, my flesh still gets the best of me. And so I don't let that be my final setback. I just use it as a setup. God, you're going to help make me stronger out of all this, and I am going to overcome this. I'm going to learn how to bite my tongue. I'm going to learn how to check my spirit. I'm going to learn how to quench that fire myself. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to bring the fire truck to put the fire out. I'm going to quench it. I'm going to snuff it out before it ever gets started. Amen. I love reading. and Many of you are aware that John Maxwell, he's one of the great writers of, of growth and all of that, began his, his uh, walk as a Methodist preacher. Many of the principles that you read in his business books are all spiritual principles, but he's got a book called 15 Laws of Spiritual Growth or 15 Laws of Growth. You know what the number one law is? The law of intentionality. You have to do it on purpose. You gotta, you, you gotta make it deliberate. It's not accidental. And the second law is the law of awareness. You gotta know where you are and be honest about where you are before you can go to a better place. Sometimes we keep talking to ourselves like we're better than we are, but the, but, but the deep down inside part of us knows, no, that's not right. Amen. And then he talks about the law of environment. One of the laws is the law of your surroundings. That, listen to this, your reference group, the 
the, the environment that you live in, 95% responsible for your success or failure in life. So if you want to grow, get around other people that are growing. If you want to mature, you want to advance, you want to get away from this cycle of just going around the same thing over and praying through and then sliding back and then praying back through and sliding back. There's a whole lot better life than that. Amen. But you got to surround yourself with the right atmosphere. you got to put yourself in a place where your growth can be encouraged and it can be challenged. Amen. Therefore, leaving, moving on, let's grow. Amen. Let's grow. I want you to make a covenant with yourself that between now and the end of the year, I... I'm going to put myself in a better growth climate. I'm going to put myself in a better growth environment. I'm going to quit hanging out with people that are negative and sour. And I'm going to quit reading the post of all these trash talkers. Hallelujah. You knew I was going to get to it sooner or later. I'm going to put a check mark and say, I'm not going back there. I'm not interested in what they have to say about me. I'm more interested in what God has to say about me. And he says, you're an overcomer. You are made an overcomer by the word of your testimony and the blood that I shed for you. So with that going for you, you ought to be on top of it tonight. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Growing in grace. you got to choose to grow. It doesn't happen Automatic. You'd think it should, but it's a matter of choice. We don't have to. We can stay babies. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, there's a whole lot better life than being a baby. Amen. Aren't you glad you grew up physically? Look at all you've missed in life if you'd still be in diapers. (laughs) What a thought. a chicken farmer one time that trying to raise chickens and yet every spring the area where his farm was flooded and all of his chickens drowned and he had to start all over after doing this for a long long period of time he finally in just frustration he just one day said to his wife honey what am I supposed to do She said, grow ducks. So if what you're doing is not working, find something, find another way. There is a way to overcome your flesh. There is a way to be victorious over those besetting sin. Amen. Somebody say, I want to be an overcomer. Man, I want it said of me, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Man, I want all those other blessings that Revelation talks about the overcomers going to enjoy. I'm going to get a white stone. Man, that's, that's pretty significant. 
statement. I'm going to have new clothes, new robe. Amen. A robe of righteousness. And that's, that's the joy of the overcomer. I'm going to be able to eat the marriage supper of the Lamb because I, I kept moving. I kept moving in the right direction. My trends, I may not have been perfect. I didn't win every battle. Just, you just got to win the victory. Sometimes we let one setback throw us all the way back to the beginning and we start all over. Quit letting that happen. A setback is a setup. It is not to show you how terrible you are, but it's to show you what you need to work on so you can get better. Anybody know something you need to work on tonight? To draw a little closer to Him? Is there any area of your personality or life that you'd sure like to bring it a little bit more into alignment with Him and His will? I do. Amen. To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus. On earth, I long to be like Him. Amen. Why don't you just close your eyes right now and just ask the Lord to help you. God, I, I'm i not sure if I've really been growing. I've been around church all my life or I've been around church a long time, but I can't really say I know more about you than I did yesterday. I'm not sure that if I were to look at a growth chart, it would have, it would have been trending in the right direction. I want to change that, God. I want to change that. I, I want my spiritual journey to be an ever upward journey. Amen. More and more like you. More in your likeness. More in your will. I want love and joy and peace and humility and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. I want all of those things to be a part of my life. And I want my life to reflect that. Amen. I used to ask the church every once in a while, has there ever been a time that you were closer to God than you are right now? If there is, then you need a revival. You need a renewing. Because that's not the will of God. He wants me to go from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. Every day, something, something in my life is a little bit more like Him. And every day, when I face my fleshly challenges, I'm able to put it away. Resist the devil. Say no to my flesh. Amen. Draw closer to him. Amen. Would you sing it to be like Jesus? To be like Jesus.